Welcome to the Debutiful Podcast Feed. This is the first taste reading series where each week I invite an author to read from their new book and answer a few short questions. You can find Debutiful on the internet at debutiful.net and on all social media at Debutiful. Today's guest is a former NASA engineer, slam poet, and museum director. She lives with her family in an off-grid community in the Santa Cruz Mountains. Her debut novel, Mother Daughter Murder Night, is out now. Please welcome Nina Simon. Hey, Nina. How are you doing today? I'm great. I'm so glad to be with you. Uh, I am excited that you um, we were able to make this happen. I it was re- I revealed before we start recording that I got your book from your publicist and I lost it for like four weeks and then finally found it in a drawer that I don't think I've ever put a book in in my life. So I'm glad I was able to finally finish it and now able to talk to you. Um, yeah, and the book that was in a drawer for a long time is Mother Daughter Murder Night, which is probably one of my favorite titles in the past handful of years. Uh, tell readers a little bit about it. Yeah, Mother Daughter Murder Night is a big hearted mystery, sort of both a family drama and a traditional cozy ish mystery. It's about three women, a grandma, a single mom and a teenage girl who work together to solve the murder of a naturalist who washes up on their doorstep in the Monterey Bay in coastal California, which is where I live. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you said cozy ish because I feel like when people talk about murder mysteries, cozy has a certain connotation to it. I love cozy mystery. Cozy mystery is the genre, and I love feeling cozy when I read anything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I really connected with your book. I've talked on the podcast a lot before. I got hooked on reading because I read Mary Higgins Clark way too mm. early because my mom loved Mary Higgins Clark, and so just anything where like a mom and a child are involved, I am very into it. Well, you know, I I wrote this book actually as a love letter to my own mom, and she also got me into reading murder mysteries. I started out with Sue Grafton and Janet Ivanovich Mm -hmm. and Faye Kellerman. And I think some of that humor and female, uh, strong female energy is definitely shows up in Mother Daughter Murder Night as well. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I can't wait to ask you a little bit more about it, but uh, I will turn it over to you. What will you be reading for us today? Well, as you know, every uh, murder mystery has to have a dead body. So I want to read to you from right after the first dead body is found. um, And it is found by Jack, who is the teenager in this trio of women. Um, Jack is a 15-year-old kayak tour guide. And on a kayak tour, um, a father and son on the tour have come upon this dead body. And Jack is now dealing with it. Awesome. Take it away. Okay. After a stunned moment in her boat with her head between her knees, Jack snapped into efficiency mode. She had responsibilities. She radioed the Coast Guard, then wrangled the father and son to rejoin the group. She did a count. Everyone on her tour was there, and they were going back to dry land now. The dead guy was on the bank, and he wasn't going anywhere. The father looked nauseous, the son a spinning top of adrenaline and fear. But Jack kept her voice calm and firm, and they followed her directions. Jack led the group back to the kayak shack in a ragged line, her paddle churning through the water like a quiet, determined dishwasher. The tour group passed under the highway and across the chopped-up ocean. The news spread from boat to boat in whispers and heads whipping around to look back, as if to accuse the slew of ruining their day. The boats approached the shore. Travis was on the boat launch ramp, waving his arms like a girl at a drag race, too smiley by a mile, and Jack realized she hadn't called Paul or told anyone at the kayak shack what had happened. As far as everyone at the marina was concerned, this was just another group of tourists to unload. 
She shot a glare at Travis, who was trying to tease a smile from an older woman along with her paddle. He didn't get it. Jack hauled her kayak up and stomped over to him. Travis, you're not going to believe this. What's up? We found a body, a dead person in the slough. Can you get Paul on the phone and tell him to come down here? I'll close the group out. Whoa, are you? Just go. Now, please. Jack's grandma had told her it was always good to give men simple instructions in complicated situations. I will. I want to start. You mentioned your mom got you into reading and the murder mysteries. I feel like are always a part of any good mom got me to reading stories. <laughs> um, did you continue to read like murders and mysteries and thrillers or did you shy away from that like through your adolescence? Yeah, you know, um, in I guess in adolescence, I did read them. And then as an adult, I sort of shifted towards more literary general fiction. But then I found during the pandemic, um, I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of people reading diets shifted during that time. And for me, I really was seeking comfort and I found it going back to murder mysteries. I am not a person who loves a million bodies being hacked up. Um, you know, for me, the traditional murder mystery um, where a crime is committed in the beginning and then the detective is thoughtfully piecing it together. I think in a time of chaos and uncertainty, I once read this idea that the murder mystery is like the modern morality play um, because, mm -hmm. you know, an injustice is done and then justice is served at the end. And I think that reading during the pandemic and also, you know, I wrote this book when my mom had cancer, um, a very aggressive form of cancer, which is in itself, you know, um, such a uh, unexpected and uh, scary problem that can't be solved. It felt very comforting to go back to reading and eventually to writing a story where, yes, something terrible happens, but then you can thoughtfully and methodically solve it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. During the pandemic, uh, which is like right at the beginning or yeah, Day Beautiful is 2019 is when it started. So when I really started focusing on like literary debuts exclusively, prior to that, I had a little more freedom. But during the pandemic, it was I had more time to read. But I started going into like Star Wars fiction, like things I didn't really yes. read a lot of. And it was comforting in a way because it's like it super low stakes and not that, yes. like, you know, it's like in, in murder mysteries, it's like you most likely are going to solve whatever mystery. It's like, right. that's part of the contract I signed with the author. It's like, right. this better be solved. And um, I love reading noir too mm -hmm. now, you know, and I think that becoming a writer made me a, a more um, widely read reader within the genre. But yeah, for me, comfort is in that traditional mystery. I also found myself during the pandemic for the first time reading rom-coms. And I feel mm -hmm. like that really helped me in putting together these three women with some very snappy dialogue and um, and some humor and fun alongside um, the, you know, serious work of solving a murder. Yeah, yeah. Um, so did you start writing this pre-pandemic? Like, what was the timeline? Yeah. In fall of 2020, um, my mom um, was diagnosed with stage four cancer, and it was just this huge wake up call moment for me. I quit my job to be with her and it was wonderful to be together, but it was also a very stressful and scary time. And yeah. so, you know, um, we went back to murder mysteries. I was reading some to her. And then one day you know, I just said, what if I try writing a murder mystery with someone like you as the lead detective? And, you know, Mother Daughter Murder Night really started as a project that was just about us escaping and finding a source of comfort and joy during this very hard time um, in 
mostly 2020, 2021. Yeah. So prior to quitting your job, taking care of your mother, writing this book, were you thinking about writing at all? What was like, yeah, was that on your mind? I I was never thinking about writing fiction. I always thought of myself as a fiction reader, but I was a big nonfiction writer. So I used to work in museums. I was a Mm. museum director. And for about 13 years, I ran um, this blog in the museum industry. And it just really built a discipline for me about, you know, writing and getting things out. I wrote two books of nonfiction that have to do with museum work. So when I started this novel, I'd never written a story before, but I did have some confidence about, okay, I can write something full length. Um, But I definitely had so much to learn from a craft perspective about how to write an engaging story and, you know, how to do this combination of the love relationship and navigation of the family side of this story with the murder mystery piece as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, from writing those books about the art world, like, or nonfiction, um, what did you find it easy though, to like learn, like nothing's easy, but to learn the craft of fiction and like kind of dive in was an easy transition for your brain to go from like art museums, nonfiction about art to writing a murder mystery. There's two answers to that. One answer is it was easy compared to the other stuff I was dealing with, which (laughs) was, you know, cancer pandemic, you know, what am I going to do if I don't have a job, all that kind of stuff. So it felt like such a pleasure to challenge myself with it. And um, I feel like I love that it was something I could learn a ton about, work really hard on, but it was low stakes in that nobody was expecting anything from me. You know, the only person reading it was my mom as I went. And so I felt like I could go deep and go hard um, without feeling this external pressure. At the same time, you know, I do think it's like learning to drive stick or something where it's like, oh, I thought I knew what I was doing. Whoa, I don't, you know, what about this part? And so uh, there was definitely a lot of craft learning I did and gave myself a crash course through books and podcasts. And, you know, I started my career as an engineer. And so Mm. I have this nerdy side. So I took down some of my favorite mysteries from the shelf and I was literally diagramming like, okay, how did they reveal this? Or how does this point of view and interiority stuff work? And so just trying to give myself a masterclass based on some of the authors who I admire so much. Yeah, definitely. Um, my partner who I call lady day beautiful on the internet is an engineer. And like, whenever we have to tackle something, it's like her pragmatic side of things in mind, just like, Oh, whatever the vibes, what are the vibes for this, <laughs> this problem we have to solve, you know, yeah. um, as your mom was reading it. Um, and I, I guess for listeners, you, your mom is okay now. She's doing well. Yes. Yes. yes yeah. Um, That's important. So we did the like launch together. Yeah. 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 Um, how, what was her reaction like to like, see not like necessarily her on the page, but someone like inspired by her and like a real, you know, like, yeah. Well, she was so much part of the project because again, at the beginning, it was just about us escaping and distracting ourselves. So we would just spend hours in hospital waiting rooms or in her bed brainstorming about what should happen. You know, I would write a scene and when she woke up, I would just hand her the laptop and go make her food and then we would talk about it. Um, And definitely she was great helping with the research. I'll always remember she called me once from chemo and she's like, Nina, I'm reading this book about, you know, the plants and animals of Elkhorn Slough where the book's set and they're there's this poisonous frog. And so maybe we could kill somebody with this poison. And then suddenly her voice drops out and I'm like, mom, are you there? And she says, oh, the nurses came by and they were just alarmed at what I was talking about. You know, so (laughs) I, you know, there's this poet, Donald Hall, who when his wife, Jane Kenyon died, 
he wrote this beautiful essay um, about the third thing. And he talked about the idea that in any love relationship, we don't spend most of our time gazing into each other's eyes. We spend most of our time focused on something else, whether that be a pet, a sports team, an art form we love. And so I think for my mom and I, Mother Daughter Murder Night, the creation of it, and then the whole publishing journey became this third thing that we came to with joy, even as we were dealing with this very real other thing of cancer. I will also say for the the record because my mom always wants people to know this that lana rubicon the grandma the outrageous star of the show in this book um while rooted in my mom's story um, my mom is much nicer than her um, <laughs> yeah, and i, figured, I really yeah. wrote lana to be this outrageous tough pushy la businesswoman who you know is cut down by cancer sent to this junky little backwater town and then finds her power and agency through leading this amateur investigation Thank you so much to Nina for joining the first Taste Reading series to read from and briefly discuss her debut novel, Mother Daughter Murder Night. You can find her on the internet at ninaksimon.com and on Twitter and Instagram at ninaksimon. You can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at daybeautiful. And as always, I'm Adam. This is Day Beautiful. And you're all beautiful. <laughs> <laughs>